I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the voice of the one and only DJ Scream, letting you know that you are now in tune to the Casual Flex, where culture meets sports and casuals are welcome. Now here's your host, Philip Dukes. Yo, welcome to a very special edition of Auburn Undercover and the Casual Flex. I'm your host, Philip Dukes, a.k.a. Dukes D. Scoop. Today, I got a very, very special guest, Mr. Kenny Irons. Kenny, what's up, bro? What's up, what's up, what's up, Will? Nothing much, man. Just just chilling. My boy, just hanging here at the crib. My boy K.I., man, uh, uh, a legendary Auburn player, uh, somebody who is in the record books that probably will be for a long, long time um, out of the metro Atlanta area. And, oh, and before I say anything else, make sure y'all go hit the like and subscribe button. And today's episode was brought to you by Like Alliance Artwork. You see that? Uh a town down for sure, you know, braids colors. Uh make sure you check them out. <laughs> so Kenny, man, for for anybody that doesn't know you, like that wasn't in Auburn that didn't get to meet you growing up, who are you as a person? Uh just um outgoing, goofy, silly. Um I would say very big from extrovert but introvert. You know, um, I, I'm somebody who's, who's very, you know, caring, giving, um, not selfish, um, uh, only selfish, like when it comes to like time too, you know, because you can't give your time to everybody. You right. have to be cautious uh, of, of your energy and other people's energy, and it can be very draining. But I'm just someone who who really enjoys watching people grow, whether it's through fitness and through through motivation or just, you know, like one of the motiva- things about motivation is just that like, in order to receive what you're hearing, you got to be very disciplined. Mm. Um, some people can get motivation and, and they don't ever do anything with it. So that's when discipline comes in. I'm someone who tries, you know, I just, you know, I, I try to be a life coach and, okay. and everybody has like an Instagram feed and everybody has a social media and that's what our, 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 our world has, tone, has turned to. Um, so I try to be very positive because you never know who may come across your page or read something and whatever they read might inspire them, you know, you know, people put on, you know, they're drinking and they're partying, but you see that every day. Why right. do you want to come to a platform where you can help somebody and you just show them something that, that they see every, you know, people drink every week. I, I like tequila and bourbon. I'm not going to share that, like, me out drinking 24-7 and partying and going right. great. Like, people don't need to see that. They they, they want to see, they need other information because, you know, people imitate life and what they see and, and they're, um, you know, a lot of people are, are influenced by a lot of times what they see because some people can't think for themselves. So, mm. so they always like, Oh, well I see this, I see that. And they want to imitate that or, or influenced by that. So a lot of times for me as a person, I know going through, uh, through college in Auburn, I've always had, I've always shared, you know, you know, who my time and, and, you know, just try to be positive around all the people I interact with. So 
No, and I think that's that's just me. Silly, goofy, caring, <laughs> very outgoing, but right. a huge introvert. And just you know, I've always said, um, I've always said like people say, nah, Kenny, you're like just outgoing. You speak to everybody, this and this type of person. I was like, yeah, you don't realize who you really are until like after sports, because you know, sports when you play sports, mm-hmm. they thrust you into this lifestyle that requires you to have this outgoing personality because people can dictate your, the narrative okay. they can dictate like if you turn somebody away if you don't want to talk to somebody or whatever they'll say oh my gosh he's you know um uh a rude he didn't want to talk to me he didn't want to do this and so knowing that like for me going through like high school and i learned it early on through high school um not even high school but middle school right. that like if you choose not to talk, to, if you're not feeling good, you don't want to talk to somebody. That that person can go tell the next person that never met you. Oh my gosh, he's in he's an or or he's this person. I was like, no, I'm really not that person. So knowing that is like you have to make yourself available to everybody, even if you don't want to, because they can share a narrative that's not true. Right. And somebody that never met you may take that narrative and say, oh, and then they may they're going to prejudge you based off what this person said. So I've always tried to make it, you know, like. Even uncomfortable, when I'm uncomfortable, I try to, like, find a way to be comfortable and, like, give myself to everybody, give my time to everybody. Right. And that's football because you're thrust into the – even when you get to college, people like, hey, let's take pictures. want to autograph. You can't be like, nah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that because then they're going to look – they're going to they're gonna judge you based off that. Oh, you're too good. They don't know that, hey, you know, you know I signed 100 – even NFL um, – Signed 120 autographs right before I met you, and like I really just want to go home and just relax. I just got done playing. I just want to shower, change, and just relax. Um, right. And people, people don't see it that way. This they just see what that their needs weren't met at that moment. So mm. now they hate you or they dislike you. So it's like if you don't meet people's needs or what they want or what they expect, then they're gonna just like you, and then tell somebody else that this thing. So I learned that, and that's where the the extrovert part comes from um, me just knowing that like, I have to give these, give anybody my time, even if I don't want to. Right. And if I'm uncomfortable, like I have to do it because I don't want them telling somebody else that I'm this bad person. When I know I'm not, right. and nobody will ever see that because they may not ever have the chance to meet you based right. on what this other person said. So they're just going to just like you and not want to meet you. It's like, oh, I don't. And then let's tell somebody else, even if they haven't met you, they'll just go follow that. Oh no, I heard he's a, I heard he's this, I heard he's that. So, I mean, that's never happened. But when football was over and I was done with it and that life was behind me, I was like, man, I really enjoy just being by myself and just being alone and just working out and just mm. helping people reach another level. Um, and I just, I was like, yo, I'm really a big introvert. Like, I just, I, I'm, and you see, I'm usually all, I'm always by myself or just, or chilling with Zach if he's in Etheridge, who's Coach Etheridge, right. if he's in town or, or, or you know, I'm usually just by myself. And I was like, yo, I'm really a big introvert. But you would never know that because when I'm in the scene or in the spotlight, a different switch turns on. Right. And so I'm talking, I'm, I'm saying, hey, hello, and, and, and engaging and very engaging. I'm not just like just stand off in the corner. Right. But then when I get home, I was like, man, like, so in fact, most of the time when I choose to either be a part of something or not, I just usually just stay home. Okay. And just relax. So, um, but I know that's would you, long would you feel like it was accurate to say like that? Ki and Kenny are separate. Like Ki yes, may yes. be the guy who's like out, <laughs> and you know everybody. That's that's who we know, right? We, you know, yes, right? Yes, yes. We, we see yes, we yes, we sure. see Ki. All right, we see and Ki. Yeah. The introverted, maybe more Kenny, who you really are. Who I, who I'm really correct? Yeah, that's so true. 
That's so yeah. true. That, yeah. that's, like, and that's crazy to me, right? Because I never, as long as I've been knowing you, like I never ever was like, I thought I was like, bro, he must wake up like with a battery in his back. Like, <laughs> man, you probably, you, I remember one time, like I'm trying to graduate. I had, that's probably, I was at Auburn one year too long. I'm trying to graduate, <laughs> me and you in the library. And my mom <laughs> just pops up on me because she was like, he need to graduate. And she's in the library with me, and you just like, mama, mama, hey, mama, mama, right, you right. just hug her and all of this stuff. And, <laughs> and uh, man, she talked about that for maybe 20 years. At, at, I mean, 15 years for sure. Like, it was always like, you know, who that Kenny Irons? He just, man, when I came in that library, he made me feel like a million dollars. So, So, look, having that type of impact on people, it had to kind of weigh on you when the times that you didn't have that to pour, like. Right, right, yeah. So mentally, how do you process times when, you, when you're when you empty? Like when you don't have it to pour into somebody else, what right. do you do to kind of be okay when the 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 people pleaser in you wants right, to yeah. pour, but you just don't have it? What do you do? Like if, if I don't have it, like I find a way to like, um, still give it because if I, or, or like I said, I'll I'll just like stay away. Like, but if I like, um, example, a friend invited me to this, a Super Bowl party. Right. Right. And she wanted to hang out with me and then, but it was all these other people. And some of the people were like Auburn uh, graduates. And I told her, I was like, man, I like, I really don't want to go. I'd rather just sit and watch the games at home and just chill and relax. Cause I know like, I'm going to like, forget about you because now like people are going to want to talk and chat and everything else. Right. And knowing I didn't want to be there, then everything else just forget. I just, like you said, I just this battery just turns on. Right. And then she, she was like, wow, I see what you're talking about because I really didn't get no time with you. And I was like, man, it's not like, um, and and I remember my ex telling me, she was like, you love the attention. I was like, man, I was like, I don't think she gets it. Like I try to explain to her. I was like, I really don't, I'm, I'm, I don't really like attention. I really don't love the attention. I don't like it. I'm very like really chill, like closed off. Right. But it's like, um, like, people don't know they can't they they're on the outside looking in right and it's perception versus reality when you think about it you know like what i give in these 10 15 20 minutes and pour out if i just don't do anything and just be like this sob and be like oh, i don't really want to be here like that energy flows into the into people right and it's like oh my god he's not just and i heard so many you know heard this about him or heard that about him and he's really not that so now you have to you have to like give what you don't have sometimes and mm-hmm. if you don't if you feel like you don't have it like don't put yourself in the in those positions or, or situations or, or or that that environment where it's going to require you to give more than what you have right um it's almost like going to the gym sometimes you know people um don't feel like going to the gym and that's what i think that's what comes with like self-care mm-hmm. um like society wants the best of you not what's left of you mm-hmm. so if you don't have the best of version of who you are to give then don't put yourself in that position to where like you can't give you know all of you because they don't want like 40 or 50 percent of you they want a hundred percent even like when you're at work you know when you're when you're doing your podcast when you're showing up to do your podcast like you know they're thinking all right we want you on to give your best energy your best self oh man i really feel like going i don't even know what story to do today or what else to give like you have to find something to give a hundred percent because when people come to your, listen to your podcast, they want a, the best information, something the the best of something they can like feed into somewhere else, you know? So right. 
And that's what people, and I think about that, like, man, like, if I go here, they're going to want, you know, my time, my attention. They're going to want, you know, like, just. You already know what's going on sometimes before right. you get there. You know. Correct. And and, yeah. and and sometimes it's really important to be cognizant of the fact of who's there. And a lot of times people, like, I'll say, if like, you know, they got the whole joke where it's like, hey, come over and, and who's there first. But right, right. that's really self-care because yeah, you sure. sometimes you want to know what you're getting yourself into before you get there. And for can sure. I muster? I, I'm, I'm at 60 percent. Can I right. get another 40? Because based on the audience, they're not going to it, it's not going to see. It's no problem going home. They right. know like, oh, hey, hey, can can hey, you need anything? It's not about K.I. doing the party guy or ki vibe bringer or ki telling jokes being silly it's man you have bad days everybody does like we're human and i think it's really i I appreciate you uh that bit of vulnerability because for a lot of people like you know i mean even all the way back to auburn like it almost seemed like no no pun intended but like you were like iron man like you go out (laughs) (laughs) seriously like you go out run run for a buck 50 come back do your work (laughs) Hey, I'm the party. Hey, I'm gonna do this. Right. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. You helping everybody, smiling, like you know. Yeah. And man, what about <laughs> the times where you know, man, I don't feel good. So I appreciate right. that. Yeah, yeah. And so let, let's talk about before you got the college football. What was it like growing up in such a athletic family, a competitive family? What was it like? Like so for those that don't know, who, who uh, his brother uh, also played at Auburn, David Irons. Uh, pops, a uh, big time athlete, like, right? What? How was that growing up? And was and how did the was there pressure? And and if it was, how did it affect you? I would say, yeah, it's it's always it's always a lot of pressure. You know, my my father, him being a, a big sports guy, and and you know, the, the and and sometimes it's it's always like you 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 want to give up and you want to quit. And I always tell people, um, I was like, man, there's several times where I wanted to quit because. You know, my dad wasn't the the nurturing person. You know, my mom was like the big nurturing person. Even my 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 stepmom, she's right. very nurturing. She's always like, Dave, you know, get those boys in. We're up at like four or five a.m. training because he knows what it takes what it takes to get to that next level. Right. And having someone like that who knows what it takes, who's been around it, and we have family members, uh, Grant Irons, who played at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jarrett was a linebacker at Michigan. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Paul, who's over at you know Cleveland Browns, and we have a, a, a line of, of irons that play, you know, D1 and then NFL. It was just a lot to live up to. And with those expectations, it was a lot on us because my father knew what he wanted from us. It's almost like someone having a vision, but mm-hmm. we don't have it. And I, I'm young. You know, we're, we're five, six, seven, eight years old. And I don't see the vision, but my father sees it. And he knows right. what it's going to take. So me quitting and wanting to give up, and him like, nah, nah, you got to, you got to keep going. And and my mom is like, she's like, yeah, son, you don't have to play football. Don't worry about it because that's the nurture because she sees us hurting. So she just wants to comfort us and take care of us. Right. And my father, he's like, nah, nah, they got to get out here and catch 100 passes before they go in. Right. And I wasn't much of a catcher. So, <laughs> so my, my dad was like, he'll be like, before you can go in the house, you got to catch 100 balls in a row. And even if you get to 99 and you drop one, you got to start all over. So that's what it was like growing up. And and I grew up playing linebacker, so I was more of a defensive guy, and my brother was a running back, so I was always defensive-minded. Like, I just – I knew defense. 
I knew how to tackle, how to hit, and and have it having that. And my brother, my dad had us going against each other one on one. Like he'll set up a cone, me right. as a linebacker, and he'll set up another cone with David as the running back. He said, "Here's the cones." He said, "David, you can't run outside these cones." Kenny, you got it. He bought us like helmets, shoulder pads. You know, you got, <laughs> we're like six, seven years old. He's like, "Kenny, you got to tackle him, no matter what. You got to tackle him." Uh, right. Pretty much like it's like an open field drill. Before right. I knew what an open field drill was, this is like one on one. I think the cones were like spread like ten yards wide and like ten yards deep. And David would start like in the backfield at one cone. He said, "David, you can run straight, you can run right or left, but you got to stay inside the cones. If you if you go outside the cones, you know Kenny wins. You know, so you got right. so it made David an aggressive runner. It made me an aggressive and it made me think more. I had the process. Okay, cool." I had to like, you know, read it, pretty much read and react. So doing that over and over, and we didn't, you got to think, we had to sacrifice, um, mm. you know, social time. We had to sacrifice free time and everything else. It was just football and then going in and studying. We were young, but we were grown for our age because we right. like matured. Like, and and, it, and I, I see kids today um, and I'm like, yo, wow. I was like, yo they're very different than how we were in New Jersey in like 96, 97. Right. Like they're very different than how we were growing up. You know, we're playing football in the streets with cars coming and, and um, just going back to what you were, your, your question about the, the pressure. It was a lot of pressure. I think it was a lot of pressure on my father, him having two boys and, mm-hmm. and then a daughter and, and knowing what his father did and knowing what he wanted for us. And, and my dad would always tell us that he played in the NFL. And we, we believed that. So he would come to our school. It wasn't until we got older, until like high school, my stepmom was like, man, your dad did play the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> he would be like, <laughs> he would tell, he would, you know, we we telling our kids in elementary school that, yeah, my dad played for Detroit Lions. And we didn't know. There was no, there was no internet or no like Google searches. And, right. And so word so, was law. That was the it, law. That was the law, right? Back right. then, like whatever someone said, that was it. So I was like, yeah, my dad played uh Detroit Lions. He's a running back, and he used to tell us about Barry Sanders. I was like, damn, I'm like really? So that inspired us too when him right. telling the story. He would come to our school to come speak, like, yeah, we're gonna have NFL uh David Iron Senior coming to play the NFL. <laughs> 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 Yo, <laughs> I'm talking about it. I joke with my dad now. Yeah, you was at the school. Tell me they could, they could, they could oh. Google search or check the roster back then. Oh, so now I clown my, I clown my pops down about that to this day. When my stepmom finally told us the truth, right? She was like, but it, there was a lot of pressure. There was a right. lot of pressure. Um, just because his expectations were high. Um, right. there was just no days off, and then the times I wanted to quit and give up, even in he would be at our practice like every day. Right. Every like, day. Every day he would be at our practice yelling at us. Dad, dad. Day. Yeah, dad, like, the honors, run the ball. What are you doing? <laughs> That's not what I thought you. <laughs> Yo, he would come out on the field. I'm he would come out on the field and smack us up outside the helmet. Like, you can't do that to your kids nowadays. No way. Like, like, like halftime, he would come out there. He's like, man, he grabs by the face, man, if you don't run that ball, if you don't tackle, you know, telling David not to run. And he's like, Kenny, you don't tell how you miss that tackle. He right. said, man, don't, don't worry about it. He said, wait till we get home. Don't worry about it. We're going to watch them all day. You know, we sit there and watch some more. And then we on the field. The game over. We on the field practicing. Um, 
man, it was a lot. But one thing he always told us, he was like, he's like, man, you got to pay, you got to play three or four levels above your age group. He said, you got to be better than your competition. And the only way to be that way, you have to practice at a higher level. So he said, the kids at your age, eight, nine, 10, you can't be on that level. You got to be playing like you're 12, 13, 14. So mm. I, we played for a team called Magnolia Rams. And so up in up north in Jersey, they play by weight class. So mm. if you're in weight class, I played in my weight weight class. And you can be any age. You can be any age. Wait, as long wait. as you're 90 pounds. So you can have a 14-year-old playing with 10-year-olds as long as he's 90, 90 pounds and under. Make right. And so game day, you got to weigh in right. and strip down. You weigh in if you're if you're at that at that weigh in mark, you're good to go. You can play. That was it. Right. You can be however old you could be in that weight class. I remember playing my. I would play two games that day. I would play my 90 pound weight class, and then I would go with the older kids. I think the the next a uh, 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 great the next group of weight class was like 115s. I think 115s. Mm-hmm. I would go play for the 115 pounders because they was like, mm-hmm. yo, I I was so good at linebacker, like my lateral downhill, everything was just like. It's like, yo, we need them. So I would play two games in one day. Oh, wow. I would play, I would play, finish my game, crush it, and then I would go play another game back oh, wow. to back. Damn. And that's what turned me into the person I was as an athlete. Right. And I don't think kids don't do that nowadays. Like, you know, they don't. Now, I, I will say this now the, the youth league football from the time that we played youth to now, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's unreal. Like, they rank six year olds. Like, yeah. Got, it, it's like, it's like, we got. Oh yeah, my son is number one in the country. I'm like, okay, what school is he at? Franklin Elementary. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> that boy is six. Like, but That's you know, and, and but now there's, I mean, in Atlanta is so bad. Like you got now, and I see why. Now I do see a correlation between mm-hmm. the amount of attention that guys put on their children at an early age and mm-hmm. how they turn out if they have. And I hate to overuse this term, but sometimes. There are kids that got that AKA dog in them, right? Right, right either, they do, yeah. And if you can identify it now, either those, either they're gonna tuck tail or they're gonna eat. And, right, right. You yeah, know, sure. Something like so. Even like you have guys that are it, it's, that see it, and they say, mm-hmm. you know what? Even when the child is crying or that or some happens, uh, they say, okay, you know what? He's gonna be all right. I'm gonna keep pushing him. Right. I think I think the thing that hurts you football is people don't have that eye for that anymore. So right. you may have a kid that you're really breaking. Like mm-hmm. he he's not a D1 football player. He's right, not, he's right. just big, right? He's the just dog big, isn't, yeah. and that dog ain't gonna hunt, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but you yeah. done broke this kid forever because you're putting these aspirations on him that don't fit. I think your fit. dad knew that you guys were dogs, right? Right, yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? So he and he made a correct, you know, he, he his assessment was correct. And I think the worst part about youth football today is that. Guys don't have that same eye. They don't correct. have that. They, they're not making the correct assessment on kids, and this mess. And some of these kids are messed up long term because of that. So, oh yeah, for, for sure. So let's talk about you. How you at South Carolina? I think David had uh, at this time. I think David signed with Auburn, and then he was a year ahead of you, right? Right. Yeah, he was ahead of me, and he ended up going to junior college to start. He ended up going to junior college, yeah. And then I ended up going straight to South Carolina. How was it? How was your time? Like you got to South Carolina, you went in, you went off, and then like something happened. Like what was going on in South Carolina? So like uh, my freshman year, I came in, had another running back by the, by, by the name of Regis Edgerson who came in, and I just I I love to compete. Um, okay. No matter what, no matter how it is, I'm going to compete for for a job. 
and I got to South Carolina, and I played. I played. I beat the incoming freshman running back Regis. I beat him out 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 of, you know out, out the job. So he was no. I just had uh there was Ryan Brewer who was a senior, uh uh, uh another guy Dakis Terman. There's another guy. Um, there was another guy. Um, uh, he was another senior running back, but he was leaving, and pretty much I was. I got a lot of playing time. Got a lot of playing time. Did pretty well. I think only I rushed for like what three hundred yards my my freshman year, which which was okay. I didn't, didn't touch the ball as much. I got some a good passing yards out of the backfield, but I was going to be that guy going into my sophomore year. I was like, all right, I'm going to be the starter going into my sophomore year. Um, so I, I did well, and I was like, all right, I'm going to be that guy going my sophomore year. I pretty much everybody that came in with me, I beat out, and then the, some of the guys that were there, I already, I already beat out. Um, but then you know. It was funny, Regis, the other running back, he was my roommate. It was myself, Regis, Troy Williamson, and his other uh, wide receiver named Andre Hemphill. We were all roommates. So here I am, the running back I'm competing with, I already beat out. So he already accepted his fate that, like, yo, Katie, you're you're good, you're a dog, right? Right. And he's the one, and what happened was he was the one that noticed everything. But see, you got to think, like, my father had all this information from his experience with dealing with guys and 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 players and dealing with college players and, and that level of football and understanding the game and how the game worked and understanding the politics of football. Right. He knew all that. So we had a, a, a pretty much leverage on that side of things. Mm-hmm. So we he handled that. So it was funny because I think my jersey number was 22. And this other young guy, he was being recruited by the name of Demetrius Summers. He's been recruited. And um, we were in the, uh, the library, the this cool, this school bookstore where they sell like jerseys mm-hmm. and they had all these 31 jerseys being sold and they rarely had my jerseys being sold. So Regis was like, yo, he's like, okay. He was like, why they got these 31 jerseys? They should be having your jerseys in here. Right. Like being sold. He's like, man, this don't make no, this don't make no sense. And I noticed it. And I was like, and I called my pops, I called him and I had a little, little, little bootleg Nokia phone, like with a big battery pack like, that you play like the little snake game on. Yeah. You have, I had about like 20 minutes on it. You had to like pay to put minutes on the phone. Mm-hmm. So I told my dad, I told my dad and I was like, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't have to call and tell him, but I just told him, I was like, yo, this is weird. Cause he just pointed this out. Come to find out it, it would be a, 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 a big thing because I told my pops like, yo, I was like, dad, I'm in a bookstore. And, they don't have none of my jerseys for sale. Like they have all Regis, uh, not Regis, but this other number thirty-one. This guy's not even here yet. His jersey's for sale. And my dad was like, "Oh snaps!" He's alright. The fix is in. He said, "I already understand." He said, "So let me break it down to you." He said, "This is how the policy of the football works, right?" He was like, "They're not gonna put a kid's jersey for sale because that's how they make their money too off these jersey sales, unless somebody is telling them this guy's gonna be our starter. Mm-hmm. So they're not gonna put." 31 who's not even there yet for sale if they're not thinking all right he's going to be the starter because you know that's money that the school is going to make so he's like somebody's telling somebody that this guy is going to be our starter so right. you're going to have a, a uphill battle so they're not looking at you as a starter they're going to kind of push you out the way mm-hmm. and they're going to make you like so he's like we got to get you out of there he's like because the fix is already in it's like you're not going to win this battle no matter if you're the better running back you're not going to win this battle nothing you can do and, there's nothing you can do because the fix is already in. He's like, because he, they're already telling somebody to market this guy and sell these jerseys behind closed doors. But nobody nobody else would notice it, would would see this and recognize this. So 
So yeah, because when you think about it, because I think he was like all he was like recruiting rise. He was like all world. This is before like the twenty four seven and all. Yeah. Of he was like or maybe twenty four seven just started, but he was like parade and all everything. Now, right now, not not, and that's not like saying you was chopped liver or nothing. Like bro, like you was high, <laughs> like you know, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Being yeah. a South Carolina kid, right? And yep. he goes in, it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you can see it, us being at our age now, we can see how that happens. Oh, we're going to take the hometown boy in. Yeah, the hometown kid, bring him in. Right. And and that's what happened. But my pops was like, yo, he's like, okay, this is what I want, though. He's like, we're going to transfer, but you can't tell him where you're going to transfer to. He's mm-hmm. like, because if you tell him, because back then, colleges, they can grant you your transfer papers or they can hold you right. and just keep you there and, and pretty much jail. You just got to suffer. Right. So right. he was like, if they ask you, because he's like, he was like, they're going to ask you where you're going to, where you want to transfer to. He's like, just tell them like some Penn State, Michigan, Texas, somewhere that's not an SEC, somewhere far off. Don't give them any idea that you're going to transfer within the SEC. Like, don't tell them Georgia, or Auburn, or or Tennessee, or somebody that, they, that they're going to play because they don't want to have to face you. Mm. So don't, he said, lead them on a, on a different route. Put them on route I-95 not 85, you know, or right. somewhere not close to home. So, like, all right, cool. I stuck to the plan. Right. So, they was like, all right, we'll grant you your transfer papers. And they granted me my transfer papers. And that's when I was able to transfer to spring of 2004. That's oh, when wow. I was able to transfer. So, and, you know, they wasn't expecting me to transfer to Auburn. And it was like, so, so it was, it was cool, man. But just that whole experience, knowing you how they to can, sit. Yeah, I had to sit out a year. I had to sit out a year. Yep, so, I set out that. That's what our Auburn went uh, undefeated in 04. So I set yeah. out that 04 season. And then that my first year of being able to play, that's when we were able to play South Carolina that first year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I don't remember. How was that game? How was that game? It was good. The, the first year we played him was good. It wasn't as, it wasn't my, because there were so many emotions built up in that right. game. Okay. That, that first year we played in South Carolina. Oh, so, wow. And I think I only, I think I only rushed for like, 85 or like 95 yards or something. I had like two or three touchdowns, 85 or 95 yards. Easy work. It was it was just so many emotions and like a homecoming game. You had all like Auburn fans in the stands holding up signs like, thank you for Kenny Lou, because you know, I was crushing <laughs> all the games leading up to that. I was crushing it. it was like, thank you for Kenny Lou. They like, you should have never let him leave, blah, right. blah, blah. Because at this time, Demetrius Summers weren't, he didn't pan out to be the guy they wanted him to be. Right. You know, he was having off the field issues, character issues, and everything else. And here I am, like rising, and right. his stock is dropping. So everybody's like, "Yo, like, like Lou, like you told us this guy wasn't nothing." It's like what you, you know, at that time right. Lou was. I think, I think Spurrier was coaching at that time. He was the head coach at at, at uh, South Carolina at the time, and Lou was he was a commentator. And Lou was like, "Yeah, you didn't you used to have this guy?" He was like, "Yeah, this was like pregame." He was like, "Yeah, you know, we made a good decision. He's not really that." Pretty much saying I'm not that good. Right. Then I came and just like crushed it. Then the next year, all the emotions and everything else, because I got that first year out the way. Right. The, the next year we played at Auburn. We, South Carolina played at Uh-oh. Auburn. And I just I just ate them up. I think it was like, <laughs> one, like 125 for like two touchdowns. It was just it was ugly. So, all right, we gotta that while we talking about eating, we gotta talk about the game, Kenny. Right. Unless yeah. you dog. <laughs> Bro, what made you tell LSU you was finna get them 200, bro? <laughs> Who made you do that? I was, look, let me tell you something. We was like, man, Kenny is tripping, bro. What is he doing? Like, right, even right. just like just us just being around, you know, like, right. bro, like tripping. Like, what made you want to do that? 
I don't even know. Like, like when I came off the bus, I thought I was talking. You know, how we all, like each game we always have like they, they make a highlight film for us okay. from the previous game. So we watch a highlight that Friday night. Okay. They we watched like a highlight. So I'm thinking it was like our team cameras. I didn't know it was ESPN cameras. Mm. So I thought it was like our team camera that's gonna be on a highlight. And I was gonna say 400 yards. I was like, yeah, I'm about to rush for you know just just saying it was pretty much just a sum of me saying I'm gonna have a good game. Right. You know, I didn't know how the games LSU had like the number one defense. They didn't let they didn't give up a hundred yard rushing leading up to that game. Right. So they had like the man, they had a stacked defense. So I was about to say 400 yards and say, oh, I'm gonna have a good game and I'm right. gonna crush it. But I just say, oh, I'm gonna have 200 instead of saying 400. I'm just gonna have 200, and I wasn't, I didn't know like what was, you know, I'm gonna feel. I didn't know like what was going on on TV and how they was following me. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know until like my coach and people were texting me. Like I got back to my phone, I had all these texts like, "Yo, you crazy? You wild? <laughs> Did you watch the TV yet? Like, yo, like they're like, yo, Coach Grant's gonna kill you. When he see this, you know, Coach Grant, nobody else." None of the coaches, you know, no, they didn't see it yet till the next day. And at the time, you got to think we had a we had a, a stacked offensive line. We had Ben Grubbs, Marcus McNeil, Joe Cope, uh, um, M. Duckworth. Uh, 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 was King? Was Duck King playing? Yeah, King. Tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King. Duck. I don't think he was. Yeah, King he wasn't, wasn't King yet, was Because. Nah, King wasn't King yet. Nah, he wasn't King yeah. yet. Nah, he wasn't the Philadelphia King. He right, right. He wasn't King. Yet. He was there. Right. He was a big. Yeah, he wasn't King yet. He was. He was a big body that can fill up space, but he didn't have that 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 aggressive like <clears throat> mentality. So, right. But um, man, it it was crazy because we had a we had a stack off line. You know, we had a great great center, uh, a uh, big Ross. We had a, a lot of great guys on our offensive line. Right. And they pretty much just gave me. They gave me space, and LSU had a great defense where they would get in the backfield, but I would make a bing bing little cut here and just hit it. But I was, I was so good at running downhill and hitting a hole. Right. You know, a lot of guys we we miss that with the offense we run now because we run a lot of east west that style right. that that shotgun. Right. We don't have a lot of guys that run downhill, so I was good at running downhill. So when when they were they were aggressive running uphill, I would just hit the hole and bing bing and go out of there, and, uh, out of there. So I was, I was gone. So. But yeah, I, think, I think you gave him like 70, 72 on one of them, right? 70, on 80, play, 80? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't going down. Like everybody, you know, it's funny because <laughs> everybody thought I was down, but I was still up. And so when you go back and watch the film, our linemen thought I was down. They Everybody thought I was down because everybody just like stood. And then I just broke out and everybody looked like, they started pointing like, look, you need to go chase him. Like our <laughs> linemen pointing like, our wide receivers pointing like, look, he gone. Like you, you, you mess fighting me. Right, like, running back is running it was so funny because it's like, okay, how the heck did you do that? I like, man, I don't even know. I just knew I couldn't go down because we, we losing at that time. It's third right. quarter, seven minutes left in the third quarter. I was like, yo, we lose. I got to make something happen. So, right, man. So, man, were, were they talking to you crazy like pregame, like two hundred on us? Like, what, what, like, what was LSU saying to you before you got on the field? They wasn't saying nothing, you know, because you know none of them knew about the 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 two hundred because none of them knew about it because it was like on TV. Okay. So you know, even before that, like they would still talk trash. I think they had Laurent Laurent Landry was out there. He was one of their, their safeties, mm -hmm. and he he put a hit on me that was something, something mean. I was like, dang. I was like, man, it's only the first quarter. You still got a whole four more, like four. You got a whole four quarters. I ain't stopping. I'm not stopping because my running mentality comes from me being a linebacker. 
Oh, and okay. I love the physical contact. I love I love hitting people. Right. So when people say, "Man, you run so hard," I just I love the physical context. It would be sometimes I would run into people just so I can get hit because that just fuels my fire. Just I love getting hit. Like when people hit me, I was like, "Damn, that felt good. I like that." Like some people get hit, they don't like it. Like right. Like me, it makes me stronger. It makes me run harder. So by the time the fourth quarter coming, I'm at my highest potential. Like that first quarter mm. is the that first quarter is the best time to get me because if you don't get me in that first quarter, don't let me get going. Be, yeah, don't. Yeah, that fourth quarter, I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna keep going. Like, I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna keep lowering my shoulders, keep busting. You gotta keep hitting. You know, I'm, I'm like 180, 190. Like, I'm, 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 I'm gonna give you a lot. Let me bring you that boom. So, they were, they talked a lot of trash, a lot of trash. Like, man, like you suck. You're not this. You know, they were saying you're not gonna run a hundred on us, like stuff like that. Right. They were saying like, yeah, we haven't let up a hundred yards this whole game. Like, what you right. But after I broke that 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 seventy two yarder, they was like, "Oh, they were like, okay, this this is a little different." <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, Kenny. So you have a great career at Auburn, like right. you play with a lot of good players. Let me ask you this. What was who who was the most athletic player besides yourself or your brother that you played with while you was at Auburn? While I was at Auburn, man, as that's a good one. I would say I wanna say I wanna say Ronnie Brown or Carnell. I wanna say I wanna say Ronnie. Right. Um when I think about Ronnie Brown, man, I just think about this 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 player who has a lot of cards like stacked against him. You know, he was when I think about him, he was he was in a situation like myself, right. um, where you have like you know Ronnie's supposed to be like the starter, but then you have like Carnell comes in, and then you have you know Brandon Jacobs, and he was just all around team play. He could catch out the backfield, he right. can run, um, smart, um, he can do it all. He right. can do it all, like everything. Like I couldn't catch. He can block. I couldn't block. <laughs> I, told, I told Brandon Cox. I said, Brandon Cox, if they blitz, you better scramble. You know, Brandon could run. <laughs> I, I would tell him that when we go. They would be. The, they would have. Man, I, I think we had to play Alabama, and, and, and we had to play against D'Amico Ryan's. Right. I said, Brandon, you know he like two forty, right? <laughs> I, I told Brandon, I said, Brandon, there's no way. I said, there's no. I'm telling you right now. Right. I know Coach Grant told me fit him up in the mouth and practice. We got to hit. Right. I was like, I'm not fitting nobody. In the mouth. <laughs> I would always try to chop block. I would try to chop block, and Coach Grant's like, you can't chop chop block everybody, son. You know, chop block is when you dive right there, 
they're like their ankles to try to bring them down to mm-hmm. get the quarterback to the Coach Graham's like, you can't chop block everybody. You got to fit them in the mouth. I'm like, don't you see that, bro? <laughs> like, Man, nobody fit nobody in the mouth. I'm not getting it. I'm not fitting. <laughs> so, like, that's like Ray Lewis running at me. Like, I'm not hitting Ray Lewis. Check, please. <laughs> I'm out. Right. <laughs> right, right, and that's that's why they would always bring Carl Stewart in sometimes, so he because he can block better. And Carl was stronger. Man, Carl, man, my boy, Carl, 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 like a lawyer or something now, man. Carl get to it, but yeah, he Carl's, get to it. He, he like yeah. doing like miles on the bike too. He do like a lot of cycling too. Yeah, Carl, Carl, Carl was so cool, man. I think we brought Tennessee. We had a class together, man. Carl was super cool, man. Yeah, yeah he like, really cool. But I would, he I was probably say, the only right, person on the football team I used to want to cheat off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl's smart. He is smart. <laughs> I just want yeah. to cheat off Carl, like yeah. so. And he real chill too. He just see him walk around. He was nobody. He was he wasn't somebody that needed all this like material stuff or anything else. He just throwing his kicks, jeans, shirt, and just enjoy life. That's Keep it. Keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. Man, you got you got to give me a funny story from your time at Auburn. Give me one that's funny. One that's funny. Uh, man, I remember uh, my brother and I. We were roommates, right? Okay. And so uh, we, we, we would get in arguments a lot. We would get in arguments a lot. I remember one time we got in an argument. You know, he had a class before me. He had class before me. So I think he had like a, a 7 or 8 a.m. class. Right. I think my next class wasn't until like later or whatever. Man, this man woke up in the morning with a bucket of cold water and threw it on me. Well, obviously, because my room was downstairs. We stayed off for Ross, so my room was downstairs. His was upstairs. Right. So um, he woke up, threw a big bucket of cold water on me, and then oh. ran hit. Like I had my door closed, so he had the the, the, the front door open so he could run. So he <laughs> dashed the water on me. Jet, you know, I had just my underwear on. Right. And then so I jetted out trying to chase him. And I was like, oh, that was so bad. So that, that day we had we had practice. We had we had practice in the afternoon. We had practice in the afternoon, right? So, right. So uh, I was like, Every time I got the ball, I said, Coach, run the ball to my brother's side because I want to run the ball. <laughs> so I was trying to run doors. So he run it off. He, he was like, Coach Graham's like, why are you trying to run your brother? I was like, Coach, man, he threw a bucket of water. Like, you can't try to run your brother over. I'm like, Coach, just run the ball to him. I want to run him over. And every time I ran to his way, he would run away. <laughs> uh, man, so, where, where David at? What are you doing? He live in Orlando now. You know, he trains a bunch of guys. He do a lot of DB and us. Uh, Free safety specific training. Okay. So he moved to Orlando. Um, because it's like the weather's like pretty consistent down in Florida. Right. So he loves training his guys outdoors. No, that's and, cool. Uh, you know, being in, in Georgia, like the weather's kind of up and down, rains a lot, it's cold, and you always gotta rent space indoors. And for him, it's easier for him. Plus right. he can give his guys the full experience of being a DB or safety on the field and hash to hash and not just in the indoor turf where you're kind of limited. So right. So he's down there doing that, but um, but yeah, yeah. How you how you like working for the twenty four seven? Man, this, man, you know what? It's cool, bro. Like it's something I, I mean, nobody in the world. Every time somebody see me and they be like, "Bro, you work twenty four seven? Like they be looking like what? But it's cool. I remember. I, remember I had to. I, I remember I, I pulled an article from you guys' page one time because somebody from twenty four seven wrote an article in twenty sixteen. Okay, and I had to use the article for um. Because Dion came out with this comment about how he recruits, right? Right. And how he usually looks for uh, uh, dual parent homes and right. how he does this, right? And I had, I had like, comment on this person, like, yo, like, they've been 
using his style of recruiting for years, just nobody never really talked about it. Right. And I was kind of like, def- like, kind of like trying to tell, like, look, like, here's an article from 2016 of them, of, and this, I think, it was, I believe it's a 24 7 article. They talked about how, like, you know, coaches, they talk about it was a, the 20, it was because of the 2016 draft class, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I want to say 19 out of whatever quarterbacks that was selected in that 2016 draft class. Uh, most of them came from a dual parent home. Right. Uh, the quarterbacks came from a dual parent home. And most of their most of those quarterbacks, I think it was like two quarterbacks who weren't from a dual parent home. And most of the quarterbacks, their family had a four-year degree. The mm. mom and dad had a four-year degree, and they were together. And it kind of detailed all of that. And I was like, look, this is has always been going on. Like right. Dion isn't saying something that's that's a, a foreign language, which has and, and it was it was funny because I pulled that from an article you guys wrote in 2016 about that whole thing. Like, look, don't be mad or offended because people's like, oh, I'm offended. I'm. A, I was like, don't be offended at Dion. This has been going on. Nobody was right. offended. When this ain't, this ain't nothing new. My only it's thing, nothing like, new. No, like I think with Dion was it's like <laughs> Dion is now he's not afraid to say certain things. Now, right? Okay, sometimes you got to be careful with your honesty, right? Like correct, yeah. Like Dion yeah. is kind of at the point where he's like, bro, like, look, they, I got the job. Me, Dion Sanders, loud, brash, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to say for the culture. I got yeah. the head coach job at Colorado. I basically can say what I want to. Me, right? I can't say that. Like, yeah, true. you probably, you probably yeah, can't you say can, that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Dion said it, and I right. think he's built up enough in order for him to deal. With like the backlash that comes with, because people are upset. Like the backlash, you know, yeah. He, he he's built himself up yeah, enough. People. I mean, it's like it's like, it's almost like one of those unsaid rules, right? It's like yeah, you know that, like because it's almost right. like baseball players, right? Like I always say, quarterbacks are bred, not born. Right. You got to have the money, the resources. Like a lot of right, times, correct. you know, like and 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 nine times out of ten, those are going to come from a certain style of household. So. Like it's hard Correct, to be yeah. a quarterback and get the tools. It's a, baseball the same way, right? Like to play fall ball, travel right, yeah, ball, yeah. all of that. It takes money. It takes resources. It's a lot know. of money. Yeah, man. It's like so. I think uh, what he, it, there, 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 there's some to it. You know, there, there there's there's definitely a correlation to what he's saying. Should he have said it? I mean, that's between him and God. But he's dealing with it. it ain't got nothing to do with me because. Right, I got right. my son as a quarterback, so <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, yeah. but hey, Ken, so let me ask you this real quick. Yes. All right. You go to the league, right? Mm-hmm. Second round pick, like, right. and probably like at the time, like coming off, you know, Auburn is at the height of the running back U turn time, right? right? Right, right. Okay, cool. You get to Cincinnati. Rudy was there. Now, right. me knowing Rudy, Rudy was so quiet. Like, Rudy was very kind of like, if you weren't in his inner circle, he wasn't saying a whole lot to you. Like, when you got there. Right, now nah, you weren't, nah. Like, did you, where, did you have, what was your interaction like with Rudy when you got there? He was, he was cool. Um, Because I had Rudy, and then I also had Big Willie Anderson, who went to Auburn, too. The Big, lineman. Okay. Yeah, yep, so, Big Willie, yep, yeah, for sure. Willie, you know, he was one of those individuals that that tried to coach me up a lot. And also Rudy was like, look, he was like, you know, he Rudy tried to coach me up a lot too. Like okay. he would invite me over to his house. He lived over up in Cincinnati because I lived in Kentucky. And he invite me over. I'll go over, he'll grill out, and we'll just sit and chat and talk. And he wasn't really he like you said, he Rudy he keeps to himself, doesn't talk much, just handle his business and real chill. Um yeah. so it was it was it was it was cool, man. Being able to have like those mentors and right. being able to have Big Willie Anderson, you know, from Auburn, 
right. went to Auburn and having that 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 family because coming in as a rookie is always tough because you hear so many stories. It's, it's hard to 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 really like kind of connect and blend in because NFL it, it, it's a business. It's a business. It's a Absolutely. business. It's a business. So it's 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 tough if you don't understand that side of the game. And then I, I believe making to the NFL it's a it's a whole different experience because being in college, you got to prepare yourself and you have to prepare yourself to be ready for that college level. You're ready for that NFL. I believe you need a whole nother learning and coaching for the NFL. Um, something that I don't think I was ready for. Um, just dealing with the, the knowing my, my personality and who I am. And then being in Cincinnati, I don't, I think I had too big of a personality for being in Cincinnati. Cause I was the type of person that like, I didn't, I didn't understand that, like, you know, Cincinnati had a lot of players that get in trouble, um, that do a lot of things. So Cincinnati had this black cloud over them. Here I am, this happy-go-lucky, energetic. I don't see myself as this NFL player, like, that's untouchable. I see myself as a person, like, hey, we can talk, we can hang out, I can go here, do crazy things and just do, like, friendly or whatever, like, goofy People don't see that because people have this perception of NFL players as like they're untouchable. Like they get what they want, they can have what they want. Um, you can't talk to them, you can't hang out with them, you can't party, you can't do nothing with them. And I, I didn't see that. I was, I was just like, "Yo, let's go do something." I go into Hooters and go chat and hang out with people, do whatever. Like, like, dang, like, why are y'all staring? Like, you know, what I'm saying I'm human. Like you said early, I'm human. You know, like, right. like I'm nobody. I'm nobody. I'm just like you. Like, I'm just. Because I play football, just my profession. I just get paid to do it. That's it. Like, right. just like when you, if you walk into Google or you walk in twenty four seven sports. Um, uh, I, I think that was the only challenge thing for me. Like, being on that level and trying to understand, like, hey, look, there's a difference between, you know, like your personality is a little too big mm. for like the people in Cincinnati, not the people in Cincinnati, but just like. I guess I should have been more reserved, okay. you know, in a sense, and not like I don't. I don't know. It was just. It was just. It was different, and for me, I, I enjoyed it because it was a good experience. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed having you know people like Rudy and, and Willie Anderson to mentor me. Um, but everything that came with, like, even with the injury, with the ACL injury, right. that came with it, um, just it was just a lot that I just couldn't handle, and and being on that level of ball is just. It's so demanding trying to get back out and play. And it was just a lot. And I was just like, yo, this is just, this is for me. I was like, yo, this is too much. I was just like over it. Like, right. Like just all like the, the, the backlash you get just for being, trying to be who you are, be yourself. Right. It was almost like a negative thing, you right. know, just being, you know, in college, like nobody, you know, it's not, you can be yourself and do whatever, but when you get to NFL, it's like you got so many eyes on you, so many people mm-hmm. watching you. Like, because we're paying you this money, you can't really be this. Per- you can't be you. Right. So I was like, man, I just want to be Kenny. That's it. You know, like, right. I, I don't want to be this other person. I just want to be me. Right. And I couldn't be that person because, like, for, for me to be me, it comes with consequences, right. you know, and people judging you, people looking at you the wrong way. Like, you're just a bad person. I was like, man, I, just, I don't. I don't want to, it's just, I was over it. Like I was just, so I was kind of happy that not, I don't want to say happy that I got injured because people look at you like, Oh my God, they, they look at the reward of playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's what everybody sees. That's what we're taught. You know, when we're in, when we're young, growing up, we're so focused on the reward of playing football. That's everybody. That's what everybody knows. Oh, you're getting paid. That's what a lot of people's argument. Oh, you're an athlete getting paid millions. You shouldn't have a, an opinion. You shouldn't get into politics. You shouldn't be this. You shouldn't be that person. Cause that's all I see is the reward of playing, not the risk, not like who we are as people. And, you know, like I'm, I just want to be silly and goofy and just have fun and connect with other people right? like that, other creatives and other, like, I don't want to be like, you know, somebody that, that doesn't have an opinion or can't just be himself or just have, you know, a soul or be genuine. I don't want to be fake around you because I'm, I have to be fake. I have to be this. Right. Like, I don't want to be that. I want to speak my mind. I want to make jokes with you. And I want to make a joke with you, but I have to get in trouble about something that, because I'm this, I'm an NFL guy. Right. So, and people like, it's hard to say like, I'm happy. I'm not playing because people don't see, how can you not be happy about, cause you were making all this money. I was like, man, do you understand the risk that comes with all that? You know, right. like, is it possible to have the reward with, without all the risk or all the, the judgment and all the, all the, like, I don't know, like everything. And people would, would people are, people want that though. Some people want that. They want, to make a million dollars a year and five million dollars a year and because they don't care like but it's i care all, it's all in the money right it's only the money yeah right. for me it's not about it wasn't about the money like yeah i was able to take care of my family do a lot of things but but like who are you willing how much of you are you willing to lose of who you are for the money mm. you know? and so people are willing to kill themselves just for the money and they lose them that's why you see a lot of players um you know, like the risk has, you know, they taken their lives or they don't have an identity because football was their only identity. That's who they were. Right. So when they don't have that identity, that identity anymore, it's like, who are you now? Right. You know, and I never wanted to be that person. You know, I wanted to always have my identity, my Kenny, and, and I wanted to be myself. I still want to have my myself intact no matter what. Like, this is me. This is who I am. People lose that because they're 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 so used to having that fame that's built off the the back of the name on their jersey. Right. They're so used to that. So when they're done and people don't recognize them or or call them by their first name last name, it's like, well, who are you? You know. Right. Like, hey, hey, I'm I'm Kenny. Like, you don't gotta call me by first name last name. I'm just Kenny. You know. Like, <laughs> right. That, that's me. You know. That's right. who I've always been. So. Right. Being able to walk away from that was was cool. Like people don't they'll never understand it because all they see is their reward and right. what you're paid. And, and people say, Oh my gosh, I can not want to make X amount of million dollars a year. I was like, man, like any amount of money comes with a risk. Man, you know? all and money have, and good money, all money and good money. And you have to like, and a lot of people lost their lives because of that risk. A lot of people lost their lives because, you know, the, the damage and, you know, of the continuous impact, that it has on me. So I'm happy that I was able to leave the game with my health right. and, and being able to just, just, just be myself and still have my family and my friends and not lose any of that. You know, a lot of people lose family over, over it. a lot of people, you know, are targeted because of it, because they want to be out in the, the spotlight a lot and you become a target. And right. it's a and lot that goes into it that a lot of people like that you don't see from the surface. Right. right? And, so, when yeah, and, and, and when you're living that life and you're in that world, right. you it, it's not so glamorous. Like even like you know a lot. Even before I started writing, I only been doing this like a year. So it's like right. 
when I was reading the articles, it looks like this glamorous. Oh, you mean tell me all I got to do is call a couple of recruits and they gonna pay me for it? <laughs> right, 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 yeah, bro. No, bro, it ain't like that. Like it, it, right. it, it's it's a lot of work, and then just sitting around like real live journalists. Like you know, mm-hmm. some guys will be like, Man, "Who is this dude coming out here with these gold chains and these tennis shoes on?" Like, right, 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 right. Like, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. me, I'm just out here being myself, just playing, like, I'm pl- playing, joking. But yeah. I, I do, I, I appreciate uh, Auburn Undercover for allowing me to be like who I am. Like, they don't really trip right. on me. They're like, "Dukes, go. You don't have to go interview a million kids. Go do what you do. Get us some information. However you do right. it." And now yeah. they allow they they allow me this platform. So like guys like you, I got previous relationships with. Right. Yeah. This ain't this ain't the interview you're gonna give to everybody. Like. Right. Correct. Like, yeah. You know, so it's, there's a comfortability that goes along with it. Man, matter yeah. of fact, speaking of comfortable, man, my dog in school was Trey Blackman. Oh, Trey. <laughs> man, Trey was my dog, and yeah, yeah, we had the same birthday, ten twenty, everything, man. And you know what? It's something. And I brought him up because of something you just said. It's like, do you still have you? And what a lot of people never saw in Trey Blackman was he was always searching for for him. Correct, he was yeah. always trying to find out who he was without football. Without football, yeah, yeah, he yeah. wanted to know, and I think, and a lot of people don't really realize. Uh, and it's like, oh yeah, he wasted all that talent. He found he he was searching continuously to yeah, find yeah. who he was. And I remember, right. um, I think the matter of fact, he used to live so in high school, he lived with the quarterback at South Carolina, uh Blake or Bl- something like that. They were, whoever the quarterback was from LaGrange, uh-huh. That's like their families, like he kinda they kind of like took him in and and uh LaGrange. Okay, that's dope. And yeah, uh, like he that's ended dope. up going to South Carolina. And when he got to Auburn, I remember we'll be sometime, we'll just be chilling or whatever. And, he would just say stuff like, man, you think no folks would let me live with them if I ain't play football? Yeah, that's And I was truth, like, and, and I was like, man, you know, some of the stuff would be so hard hitting. And there's a whole level of mental health that goes along with goes, maintaining right. who you are as an athlete, who especially yeah. on a level where you guys are, right? Right, right. For you guys sure. are like gods to some people, especially at Auburn. Right. Like, I remember, like, sometimes I, I might just be walking across campus in. You know, it might be somebody who was like, you know, I might, let's say I'm, I remember one time I'm, I'm walking with Big Spence, me and Spence walking, and they asked mm-hmm. Spence for an autograph and they asked me for one too. And I'm like, bro, I just go to school. Like, all right. <laughs> you know? and then the yeah. guy's looking at me like, you're not going to sign it. And I'm like, bro, like, okay, college yeah. of liberal arts. <laughs> like, right, right, right. <laughs> like, what you want me to do? <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, it, it just, but it just gave me a glimpse into the life of what it's like being a high level athlete. So, man, I, I, I commend you and applaud you, like definitely for having that type of, of mentality where football didn't make Kenny Irons, right? No, it didn't. Yeah, right. That's right football right. is something that Kenny Irons did, but it's not who I Kenny Irons is. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why that's how it's always been. And I don't think you know a lot of people they can't you know divide the two. Mm-hmm. They think, you know, it's, it's it's football, it's football, it's football, it's football. And then when you're done playing football, um, you know, like, well, then who are you? Like, who who are you? You know, like, really? So <clears throat> for me, it's always been, that's always been like, you know, I, I want to say my journey. Um, like, I, I wasn't playing. I, I played because I, I knew how much joy it brought my father. 
Mm. And people said, well, why'd you play? I was like, well, I was like, man, I tried to quit several times because I thought <laughs> I was going to be like, I thought I was going to be like this veterinarian and everything else. But I right. knew how much joy it brought my pops. Mm. And that's why I played. And and I, I I played to see him happy. I played to see him giving him an opportunity to brag about us on the field. Um, right. I didn't I didn't play because of me. Like I, I loved it. I, I loved that I went to Auburn and, and met a, a, amazing people and connections and and actually had like a, a family outside of football and like great people. Right. Like my buddy Jonathan Davis and and Nick Davis and all them and building those relationships and 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 Doug and all these other guys. But but just to seeing how like you know, how much joy and happiness it brought my pops. I think that was the biggest driving motive, motive, you know, driving factor for me that motivated me a lot. And and my mom too, her being able to come from Jersey and come to our, some of our games and watch us play. Right. And, you know, her like, man, she's like, this is what you do. Like, like, she's like, man, why are these, why are these, she doesn't know much about football. Why are these people here? Like, you know, right. so, but, you know, I remember Trey, when we were spring game, he hit me, he hit me one time. I was like, Jay, he could hit. <laughs> I saw him with that little. He had that little little neck roll piece yeah. on his head. I was like, "Yo, this dude a monster." He was like nothing but just muscle, like a big muscle, just running around that field on defense. But they told me Trey. They was like, "Yo, Trey Blackman coming in. He's a hitter. Yo, he was a hitter." I was like, "Yo, this dude can bang." Man, I was like, "Jay, was so good, though." Like I remember, um. I think the highest compliment I heard Tuberville ever say was Tubbs was like, Trey Blackman is the closest thing he's ever seen to like a Cadillac Williams on defense. Oof. And I was like, sheesh. Like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the crazy part was people would think that Trey was just like this football 1,000% guy. Man, Trey ain't give a damn about none of that. He was like, <laughs> I'm doing this because, yeah, yeah. all right. But he wasn't like this footballed out type 24 7 yeah, yeah no trey couldn't care less he was just physically blessed to play that game right and yeah uh, i like that yeah yeah he, he he was and uh man one of the good guys so man let me ask you this another guy i want to ask you about man what was it like how yeah, we talking about big personalities and i always wondered about this how was it when you met chad johnson ocho Cinco, your personality coming in as a second round <laughs> pick and you got yeah. this guy who's like the man, the big man, all the media. Like, how was yeah, it being yeah. a high round offensive player meeting Chad Johnson? And it, it, it was it was cool, you know, like because here okay. he is. When he, I think the first time I met, I think he had like some gold teeth in or something. Right. And then he had like this this chain on. Then he was like, "Hey, bro, you know, he's let me tell you." He said, "Let me tell you." He said, "I'm the man around here," you know, and just kind of like not like saying it in those exact words. But kind of like just joking, like he like people don't know, like Chad never got in trouble, right? And people, he just had a big personality, just very like similar to me, you know, right. just like me, very joking, very. And people aren't used to that. So when I saw, it, I was like, yeah, this dude hella cool, and right. and even like what when I met Slim, uh, Chris Henry, when I met Chris Henry, Chris right. Henry was like the opposite of Chad, very right. chill, similar to Rudy, like very. Relaxed, laid back, didn't do much, didn't say much, and Chad was just very like out, very always joking, twenty four seven, just joking around. And they're like, man, people need more, like just somebody like people need more Chad Johnsons, right? Somebody that's not so serious, that's not all like so tight, and everybody was just so tight in the NFL, just like yo, relax, just chill, have right. fun, right? Just enjoy it, you know, like so it was good to see like him, but then. Yeah. It was crazy because I remember, I remember our coach 
had said this one thing about Chad. He was like, he was like, because Chad's production is up here, right? Mm-hmm. And his his production is here, and his antics was like up here too, right? They were probably even, you know, right? Um, meaning like his jokes and antics on the field and off the field. Once his production goes down here, but his antics stay up here, you know, then we're gonna get rid of him. So mm-hmm. like, man, like you're putting up with A just because he's doing B. Like I said, right. it shouldn't be that way. You should see, you know, like he's a great guy, great athlete. Um, but I think when I got there, like the locker room was controlled by a lot of those veterans, so they wanted to kind of shift that because everybody would follow the veterans and not listen to the coaches. Right. And they would follow like the antics of the Chaz and the ways of like the older veterans. So I, I believe they wanted to get rid of some of those apples right. when I was there just so they can have more control of their team. Cause they felt like the, some of the coaches felt like they probably didn't have control of the team. Right. Um, so, but it was, it was cool, man, being around Chad and, and being able to hang out with him and just, and he, he didn't really go out much, you know, mm. he wasn't, he didn't really go out much. He didn't, wasn't somebody that was like out partying or out doing this or doing that. So, it wasn't some somebody that you had to worry about getting a DUI at four in the morning or something, right? Or getting in trouble because you know he just loves to have fun, take care of people, and you know, and just and play football. That was it. That's what he enjoyed. You oh know, man, now that, that that's crazy because a lot of times people confuse antics with bad behavior. With bad they behavior, confuse, yeah. or they they confuse big personality with diva. Right. Diva, and, those yes, two, yes. and those two things don't have to correlate, right? They don't. They don't. No. Yeah, you're right. right you're right. Like, nah, man. Chad had a big personality, but he's not like this diva guy that needs a lot of attention or this and this. That's just who he is. I think, you know, allow somebody to be who they are and whatever brings them joy. Let them, let them, allow, allow them to have that. But people just think because you're, you have this, this, this NFL logo tattooed on you, you know, or you plan. You can't have a big personality. You have to right. be what the what society wants you to be. You have to be like this. Just play sports. Just be entertaining. That's it. On the field, off the field, don't do anything. That's everybody it. wants you for what they want you for. Correct. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you right. could yeah. love to sing, but if I like you playing, let's say you're a great singer as well, right? Right. But mm-hmm. I like you better playing football because I'm a fan of your team. So right. the yeah. moment that you choose. To go follow your dreams, right? right? Now you're equally good at singing as you are football, Correct. but football, yeah. you you want to go, you want to go sing, right? Right. Now yeah. I'm sick because oh he's a wimp, oh he's a pansy, oh right. he doesn't want to come out here like you know that type stuff just because you yeah. want to go follow what you want to go follow. So now I one thousand percent agree with that. Yeah, part. yeah, I, I, it resonates with me big time, man. Kenny, like, yeah. where can people find you on social media? Um, Kenny.irons23 on social media. Um, I just work out and then post, post motivation. <laughs> so if you want to see a bunch of workout videos and motivation, then you, they can follow it and catch up. But, but that's yeah, it. So, you know, my show is called a casual flex. You are the first person that did both. Like you came on <laughs> ultra casual. Then you got your traps just in the camera. Hex <laughs> all like this, like. Like, hey, Kenny Flat is hey, on for so. Hey, I had just I had just got off the toilet. So <laughs> when you I, when you were texting, I was like, I was like, man, do I call him while I'm on the toilet or just wait? So I was like, <laughs> I had to get off the toilet. I had to go wash my hands. You know, 
I'm usually on the toilet, shirt off and everything. You guys got to get comfortable, right? <laughs> so I was like, I called in like, oh, man, I forgot. I don't got those. That's why I didn't have the video on at first. But yeah. I see you request, you request yeah, the video. Yeah. They, they, they want to see you. But you out here <laughs> looking like an Avenger, bro. Like, I'm, I'm going to have to sign up and come out. <laughs> I was like. I was like, dang, I was like, video. I was like, oh, say I got no shirt. I was like, forget it. I was like, forget it. Hey, man, for sure, man. Kenny, man, thank you, bro. It's, hey, we got to catch up, man. It's been a minute. It's been too long, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. I, I, I probably, I'm a, I think I was going to go down to the Auburn game because I think I'm going to play Tennessee this weekend, but I'm probably, I'm not sure if I'm going to go or not. I'm sure it's on the side, but I'm going to go for that because the last game before the 10th. You, you coming to 8 You coming to 8 yeah, I'm gonna be at 8 a for sure. Yep, yep. They got 8 and then they got this, Um, I heard they had like a Letterman uh, type deal. They're going to have like, um, like the 17th or something, but you definitely coming to A Day. Yeah, I'm coming to A Day for sure. Yep, I'm coming okay, to A Day. I'm gonna tell you about that other thing, see if you're gonna be down there. All right, sounds good, brother. All right, bro. All right, all right, man. Thank you. All right, no, thank you, bro. All right. Sure. All right. All, right. all right, later. CBS Sunday after the equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So so. So so. So so's okay. <laughs> Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions if you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.